You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your spirit. Mighty God, we honor you. We give you thanks. We acknowledge and we see everything you have done for us. Lord, we know it was you and we do not take you for granted. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, as we start this teaching tonight, we ask that it doesn't just answer in theme, it answers in reality. That as men hear these words, they actually grow. As we hear these words, we actually grow. We are spurred to spiritual growth. We are spurred to more of God and we are spurred to do more for him. In Jesus' <clears throat> wonderful name, we have prayed and the church says, Amen, Amen, Amen. Good evening, family. How are you guys doing? Um, it's awesome to see all of you here. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sure by the end of by the end of the you know broadcast, a lot of more a lot more people will be tuned in. But thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here. So, you know, we've been looking at gym, how to get your biceps in the spirit, or that's what we are starting on today, gym. Um, so, you see, a lot of, for a lot of people, spiritual growth is something they, they desire. They desire it so much. But, you know, they, they, they try so much, they sleep, they try so much, they fall. They try so much and they, you know, they, uh, they, they, they cannot find consistency in those things which bring spiritual growth for them. All right. But I just want to share something with us today. And I'm really, I really hope with everything I'm looking at here, I'm really hoping that by the end of the teaching, we should cover it all. And that's this part one anyways. And it's really sounds a lot in our hearts praise god all right so i think the top of my notes i wanted to answer was what is spiritual growth what is spiritual growth you see for a lot of people you know they are told grow up grow up grow spiritually and all those things but um a lot of people don't know what it means to grow. A lot of people don't know by what indices they measure growth. A lot of people don't understand what growth is. You see, a lot of people think spiritual growth is... Um, you are growing spiritually when you start seeing visions more frequently. They believe you are growing spiritually when you start um, uh, uh, walking miracles more frequently. And things like that. You see... Miracles are not miracles are not the only sign of spiritual growth. And miracles should not actually just be seen as signs of spiritual growth. Okay? Now they are an aspect. I will go I will get back to that. But let's talk about this. What is growth? Maybe you might like to write this down. You see, I'm a social scientist by academic training, so we like to give definitions on things. Um spiritual growth is how much you how much you conform to the written word 
to the written word of God, how much of conforming you have done to the word of God. That is what spiritual growth is. Let me say that again. Spiritual growth is seen in how much of conforming you have done to the word of God. I say that one more time. Spiritual growth is how much of conforming has happened to you when measured side by side with the word of God. Simply put, that is what I would define spiritual growth as. Simply put, that is what spiritual growth is. How much of conforming you have done when put side by side to the word of God. Some people can say spiritual growth is how much you have conformed to the image of Christ. That is also true. Some people can quote uh, Romans and they will say spiritual growth can be said to be how much you have transformed your mind. You have, no, you have, you have transformed, you, you have renewed your mind by the word. That can also be said to be true. But you see, when it comes to spiritual growth, one thing we must understand is there is one word that is seen with spiritual growth and the word is change. Change. What is growth? You can tell any of those definitions. But the one I like to pick is spiritual growth is how much of your life has conformed when weighed in the balances with the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That is what we can say spiritual growth is. Okay. So, I think, um, you see, Peter mentions growth or grow in two places. In 1 Peter 2, 2, we hear Peter say, As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may what? Grow thereby. 2 Peter 3, 18, he says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, Peter say, grace and peace be multiplied to you. That, that, that multiplication speaks of increase. That multiplication speaks of growth. He say, grace and peace be multiplied to you according to the knowledge. Okay? So, when we see spiritual growth, basically, spiritual growth is seen in one thing. Spiritual growth is seen in furtherance. Spiritual growth is seen in change. Spiritual growth is seen in advancement. That is what spiritual growth is seen in. I know I'm saying quite a lot of things, but um, let's, let's just hold on to this. While I say this, um, go to Philippians. Philippians. Are you there? Okay, so this is what I was saying. I said, turn your Bible to Philippians. Philippians 1. Philippians 1. Go to verse 25. This is what Paul said. Paul said, <clears throat> he said, I'm having this confidence that, that he will be in the flesh. He said, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Do you see that? Philippians 1.25, we see Paul say that we will continue, he, wants to, he will continue with them. It means that he will be alive in this body for their what? Furtherance and joy of faith. What Paul was saying there was basically that um, in this faith we have come to believe. In this life we have been called to. There is such a thing as furtherance. There is such a thing as progress in it. There is such a thing as progress in it. In this life we have been called to. I say that again. There is such a thing as progress in it. Spiritual growth or being called to the life of Christ, surrendering your heart to Jesus, is not just something 
that is done and that's the end after surrendering your heart to the lord there is something that comes after and what comes after is growth the most important thing after a man gets saved is growth and it is the job of a pastor it is the job of a teacher it is the job of a discipler if you like it is the job of a mentor to to recognize the fact that there is joy and there is progress in this faith and as a result of that people are supposed to be what's the word i'm looking for now people are supposed to be held or watched for a particular standard so that they will grow in that faith they have been called to they have they will grow in that faith they have been called to and that is why again paul said he said and having this confidence that he will continue for with or with them for what furtherance and joy of faith hallelujah so um growth like i was saying earlier before i even came here is a present continuous reality nobody gets to a point where they'll say i think i'm beyond growth if you are beyond growth then you are dead if you are beyond growth then definitely you lack a spiritual experience if you go beyond growth then your work with god is going to be stifled you cannot go beyond growth because we see peter when he said in philip um, first peter 2 first peter 2 he said first peter 2 2 he said as you may desire the word that you may what grow every time growth is mentioned it was not exactly mentioned as something that is gone or something that will come is mentioned as something that is ongoing is mentioned as something that is ongoing I mean, you read Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 into verse 16. You see the job description of the ministry gifts. And if there's one thing we get to understand is the job of ministry gifts are to build the saints so much so that the saints are going to do the work of ministry. They are to build the saints. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers for the equipping of the saints, that the saints may do the work of the ministry and then the body of Christ will be edified. The body of Christ will be built up. So in the building up of the saints, the body of Christ is built up. Are you with me? If there's one thing you need to understand is as a body, we are strong as our weakest link. Let me say that again. As a body, we are as strong as our weakest link. Let me say that one more time. As a body, we are strong as our weakest link. Child of God, you see, when it comes to being, when it comes to being a part of this body, if every believer, if every believer knew the word of God enough, proper doctrine, if every believer took their prayer lives a little more seriously, if every believer took evangelism more seriously, in just a matter of time, this world will be covered. So, you see, Ephesians 4 teaches us that in the saints being built up, the church is built up. The corporate body is built up. Hallelujah. In the saints being built up, the corporate body is built up. Glory to God. Let me say that again. In the saints being built up, the corporate body is built up. So, we will keep having ministry gifts as long as the growth of the saints is still required. We will still have, we will keep having ministry gifts as long i don't know why i'm even going in this direction maybe it's for someone but we will keep having ministry gifts as long as growth is required and we see that growth is a present continuous thing in the word of god so as a child of god if you are going to keep at growth if, if, if you're going to have to grow and be effective as a child of god then most definitely 
I say that again. Most definitely, as a child of God, you will need to grow. And because you will need to grow, the Lord will keep giving men as gifts to help you in that process of growth. Hallelujah. Growth is a present continuous reality. Growth is a present continuous reality. Growth is a present continuous reality. You don't come to a point where you say that I think I'm beyond growth. You never go beyond growth. I mean, you see Paul praying for an entire church in Ephesians chapter 1. He says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling. And then he goes on speaking. And the truth of the matter is this. For that to be Paul's prayer for them, it means that the most important thing for the saints, Paul was not just looking at them like, oh, you guys are amazing. You guys are doing much. In as much as Paul went on to teach them on the many other things, one thing Paul did for them was Paul told them that, guy, you need, he, he understood the importance of growth. Therefore, in praying that prayer for them, he went on to teach them the same things he was praying for them. So that as they know, they begin to do. You know, I've, th I've, I've thought this before on this platform that um, the word of God is a mirror for the believer. What the believer sees consistently is what he becomes. If the believer sees condemnation consistently, he becomes condemned. He becomes condemned. If he sees the reality of who he is in Christ, he conforms to that image. So for the believer, growth has a starting point. And the starting point of that growth is knowledge. And that is why Paul prayed that for them, taught them. And he expected that in teaching them, they were going to what? Conform to that image. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Growth, like I said, is a present continuous reality. You see, Paul said this um, in Ephesians chapter 4. He was still talking of what ministry gifts do. Let me read from verse 14. He said that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby the lying waits to deceive. 15. He says, but speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in him, in all things which is the head, even in Christ. He says, but what ministry gives you is they speak the truth in love, that we may do what? We may grow up in him. I say again, growth for the believer is a present continuous reality. Even the ministering gifts, even the person who is ministering, as he's teaching, he's growing because he's speaking the words of God to himself. It is even required that as a believer, you get to a point where you, people, you are responsible for the growth of others as well. Praise God. That you are responsible for the growth of others as well. Peter says, grow in grace. You see, um, we are the same in salvation. I mean, Jude even said we have, been, we have a common salvation jude said common salvation but the truth is we are not the same in terms of growth and ministry and that is why somebody can father another person in this gospel somebody can mentor another person i think mentorship and fatherhood are the same thing but it's all right if somebody can mentor another person in this gospel somebody can now this is different somebody can be a teacher you know, Paul said you have many fathers, but not, but not, you have many teachers, but not many fathers. Somebody can be a teacher to somebody else in this gospel. Somebody can be a father to somebody else in this gospel. So we get to understand that because we are the same in salvation, it does not mean we are the same in growth. And because we are the same in, because we are not the same in growth, someone else can take up another person and begin to teach this person. And the require and the response to that teaching, like I told you guys earlier, is growth, which is what the person conforming to who he is. 
who he is in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you know, I said growth is a present continuous reality. But one thing you need to understand is growth is not just um, whatever we may see. Growth is not just anything. Let me, let me, let me give more context to what, to what I mean. Turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Are you there? 2 Corinthians uh, 8. 2 Corinthians 8. Go to verse 6. Go to verse 6. Thank you, Jesus. Let me prophesy to someone. This is what the Lord says. That supply you need, in three days it will come. That supply you need, in three days it will come. Write it down. Write it down. That supply you need, in three days, says the Lord, it will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 8, 7 now. It says, look, let's read from verse 6. It says, in so much that we desired Titus. He said, in so much that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Look at verse 7. He says, therefore, as you are bound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in diligence, in love to us, see that ye are bound in this grace also. Are you with me? He said, see that you are bound in this grace also. So we see Paul say this. Paul said, this is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. Now let me give you a, ba a back story. You read from verse 1 and you see Paul talking about the giving grace. How the Macedonian church, they did not have much. But they gave and they even gave sacrificially. Then this is Paul talking to the church at Corinth. He said, remember I told you ministry gifts are the people that walk. You know, there's an entire teaching I'll talk on ministry gifts and growth. That ministry gives work this growth in the hearts of many. Okay, um, we get to understand. We see what Paul was saying in uh, Paul was saying that the Macedonian church they did all those things, and then he now said that he's sending Titus so he may work the giving grace. That the, he may work the giving grace in the church at Corinth. You need to read down to verse seven. You see, Paul said that ah, you guys, you have faith. Remember, Paul was already teaching. The Paul recognized this church as being superfluent and abundant in the things of the spirit. So Paul was saying that you guys have faith. You guys flow in utterance. You have tongues. You have interpretation. You have knowledge. You have all these things. You have diligence. You love us. Do you see this? It means that. Paul is basically saying that all these things are commendable as aspects of your growth. Are you seeing this? All these things are commendable as aspects of your growth. But you now see Paul saying that you see that you are bound in this grace. What grace? The giving grace. He said, see that you are bound in the giving grace also. Praise Jesus Christ. Paul is saying, see that you are bound in the giving grace also. Child of God, can I tell you something? It is very important that in as much as you pray well you study the word of god well you 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 have good character you are living righteously for the lord you know you don't steal you don't lie all those things are beautiful but maybe when it comes to giving you don't know how to give eh? there's aradite in your hand you need to abound in that grace also 
you know we grew up i know many of you who grew up in maybe conservative holiness circles you begin to hear a lot of things you begin to hear things like um you god is more interested in the fruits than in the gifts child of god tell your neighbor god is more interested in the fruits than in the gifts it's not true it's not true it's not true oh it's not true because the bible lets us understand that you see spiritual growth you cannot pick and choose remember in the teaching on lordship if you've not listened to that teaching go to niministries.org slash resources you get that teaching on lordship i said if jesus is not lord of all he is not lord at all so i've heard some people say me i'm a word person me i'm a prayer person me you are not that you are a child of god so you are going to love prayer as much as you are going to love the study of the word of god you are also going to love giving you are also going to walk righteously you are also going to love those that hate you you, are, you see as a child of god when you realize that maybe you know when god speaks to you about something you know you can pray about things you can study the word but you know that in this particular area i am deficient what you will need to do is that you will need to meditate on the word of god on that aspect that you see i lack faith when it comes to god speaking to me so you will carry the word of god and you will mature in those areas huh? you will mature in those areas i raise this point to say this growth has compartments if you read the epistles very carefully you realize that paul wrote the epistles huh? paul wrote the epistles to address issues that were bothering the local church or the local churches Paul wrote the epistles to address issues that were bothering the local churches. That is why Paul wrote those epistles. You see Paul who writes in, um, in the book of uh, um, in Corinthians. He was talking about, he first started commending them, saying all those things, saying who they were, you know, doing all those things. Then he now went on and he now started talking to them about how they are supposed to have order in, in local gatherings. And that is why... Hmm, I don't know this is not the teaching this is not the teaching for it i'm going to come back for it but you see paul doing teaching and as he was teaching them he was correcting all those areas of their life where they needed a course correction let me tell you something child of god god is interested huh? god is interested in your growth and that is why the word of god must not escape any area of your life the word of God must not escape your career. There is, the word of God has something to say about that. What the word of God has to say, first of all, is to trust the Lord. And secondly, to be diligent, working for your boss as if you are working for the Lord. The word of God has something to say about, in relation to your haters. The Bible says, love them that hate you. The word of God has something to say about giving. It says we should give. And we should even give, um, we should even give sacrificially. While we save and we are wise with our money, anyways, Proverbs 6. Among many other things. So don't just pick the word of I've told you guys this. The word of God and having itching ears is not just wanting to hear the aspects of the word of God that interest you. It's not just wanting to hear error, it's also wanting to hear parts of the word of God that interests you. Child of God. Jimas, I don't know why I said that. But, anyways um this is what this is what growth has to do growth has compartments growth has compartments you see it is the it is the pastor's job mentor's job teacher's job 
you know, whoever's job to it is even your job to look at your life and say that ah, I'm lacking in this area. When it comes to honor, I have a problem with honor. You look at your spiritual growth and you go back to the word of God and meditate on what he says. And then as you meditate on what he says, the word of God comes with grace to do. So as you meditate on it, you just realize that it will break out upon your life. You see people who, they are bound in every other thing. Don't forget what we read in this verse 7. Paul was saying that they have knowledge, they have faith, they have utterance, they have all those things. But you see this giving grace, they, don't, they, lack, they are lacking in it. Is also somebody who is he walks in holiness, he walks in righteousness, he's walking in the fruit of the spirit, he's walking in the he's walking in the love and the knowledge of God, but he does not know anything about the gift of the spirit. He needs to grow in that area. I said all that to say this. Basically, what I'm doing in this teaching is to define growth so far. Growth, I defined what growth is, and then next I'm saying and the third second thing I said was growth is a present continuous reality. And then this is the third thing I'm saying: growth has its compartments. Growth has its compartments. You might be good in this area, but in this area I'm lacking. Patience is a problem for me. Carry the word of God on that area and apply it. Speak the word of God on that on that area and apply it. Praise Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. And the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to this issue is, secondly, growth. Growth is obvious. Growth is obvious. Listen, have you, have you been in a situation where, you know, someone shouted at you? And as the person shouted at you, you you did not shout back and you yourself you were shocked you yourself you were shocked because you self you know that if not me i forgive you hot hot and then you look back at yourself and you say have you ever have this has happened to me a few times this year i've looked at myself and say oh i'm saved though i'm truly i'm really saved <laughs> I'm truly saved. Jesus truly has captured my heart. Has that happened to you? Has that happened to you? You say Jesus of a truth has captured my heart. I am saved. It is growth that has taken over your life. It is the word of God that is taking over areas of your life. Even the ones you did not pay attention to. Growth is obvious. Turn your Bible to 2 Timothy. Turn your Bible to 2 Timothy. Or 1 Timothy, sorry. 1 Timothy 4. Verse 15. Are you there? 1 Timothy 4, 15. It says, Meditate upon these things. You know, the things that um, Paul was telling Timothy to meditate was the instructions he was giving him. He said, Meditate upon these things. Give yourself, let me speak like an amazing man of God, holy to them. He says, my temple on these things and give yourself holy to them. That thy profiting may what? Appear, appear to all. That your profiting may appear to all. This word here, profiting, hmm? the word here, profiting, is the same word in Philippians 1.25 for furtherance. Can I say that again? This word here, profiting, is the Greek word prokope. It's the same word in Philippians 1.25 for furtherance. 
for fordrance. So, if I'm going to entertain the word, it says that your fordrance may appear to all. Aya. So, basically, you see, I've been discipling people for a while, and I know when people are growing, I know when people are not. I know. I know. Even when I'm not in contact with them for a while, I know when somebody is not growing. It's a grace that comes with discipling people. Okay? It says, that your fordrance may appear unto all. So basically, what Paul was saying to Timothy is, if you give yourself to these instructions that I've given you, your growth, your fordrance, every other person will see your fordrance. Hallelujah. Every other person will see your fordrance. You yourself, you will see your fordrance. Child of God, if you pay attention to growth, you will see it. If you pay attention to growth, you will see it. If you pay attention to the things that matter, growth will be obvious to those around you. Have you, especially when you got saved, you know, have people met you and said you have changed? Something has changed about you. And let me tell you this, growth as a child of God is something that you must keep at. You must keep at. If you stop praying, you will continue walking in carnality. If you stop growing of a truth, you will start dying. You will start walking in the flesh. Praise Jesus. Growth is obvious. You see, you see Paul saying to some of the churches, he said, I have heard of your faith. I have heard of your faith. I have heard of your love towards all the saints. He, I have heard. I have heard. You see Paul saying that, I have, I have heard of your wondrous works. He was saying that, um, I think to the church at Thessalonica, he said, Timothy gave him of, you, of the good report of you guys. So, basically, what Paul was saying is, the growth that you guys have had, Timothy brought it to my ears and I was glad about it. Growth is not, can I say something? Your work with God is not personal. It's not between you and Jesus. You are born into a family. You will not embarrass us. In Jesus' name, you will not shame us. You are born into a family. You are born into a family. So, as a child of God, right? As a child of God, we will look out for you. We will look out for you. We will look out for you. Growth. You meditate upon these things. You give yourself to them that your work profiting may appear. You give yourself to the instructions of the word of God. You give yourself to spiritual disciplines. That your what? Fordrance. Your what? Profiting may appear. And now I'm coming to the, to the last thing. That I wanted to say as it pertains to the word of God. And this is our the teaching for today. Now coming to the topic. <laughs> it's a small part, but I had to, it was necessary to lay the foundation. Is they continued. If there is anything you must understand, is spirit. Before I start talking on the things to do to grow spiritually, is an is, is very important to understand the context in which spiritual growth thrives before we understand all these other things. The context in which spiritual growth thrives. We must understand what growth is. We must understand how growth works. That is present continuous. We must understand that growth is not just I'm growing. There are areas of your life you must pay attention to. Listen, you, you should pay attention to healing. You should pay attention to God's provision. You should pay attention to these areas of your life. Growth is obvious. And then finally, growth takes consistency. Growth takes consistency. Growth takes consistency. Turn your Bible with me to 
Acts, Acts chapter chapter two. Acts chapter two. Are you there? Acts chapter two, verse forty-two. He says, and they continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. They stayed. They continued steadfastly. Meaning they adhered to. They stayed on it. They continued in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and prayers. They continued in all these things. Child of God, let me tell you something. Spiritual growth is not easy. <laughs> I assure you, spiritual growth is not easy. I just really want to say a few things quickly so we can be done with this teaching. But one thing we must understand is, like I said again, spiritual growth is not easy. But one thing we must know is spiritual growth takes consistency. Spiritual growth takes consistency. Spiritual growth takes consistency. He says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking of bread. They did what? They continued steadfastly in those things. You cannot just, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for now? You cannot just do it today, not do it tomorrow. If you are going to get the best of anything, not just spiritually now, if you're going to get the best of anything in your work with God, in prayer, in, in your workplace, in your course, in anything, you must be steadfast at it consistency always let me just put this quote consistency always beats intensity what does this mean this means the person you know man of god i love and honor pastor david ogene robo he said he said this he said this he said um the, the man who will enjoy the blessedness of prayer is the man who prays consistently the man who enjoys the blessedness of prayer is the man who prays consistently I say that one more time. The man who enjoys the blessedness of prayer is the man who prays consistently. Right? Why is that? Because the person who prays... Um, I heard my pastor, Pastor Emmanuel Irene, amazing man of God, he said, he said, the person who prays one hour every day will have a more robust spiritual experience than the person who prays seven hours, seven hours once a week. The person who prays one hour, the person who prays one hour every day will have a more spiritual experience. Another person said the spirit will be more lubricated <laughs> than the person who prays seven hours once a week. Praise Jesus Christ. That person will experience more growth. That person's spirit will be more in tune with the things of God than the other person. Than the other person. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. He says they continued. Make up your mind, child of God, that you will stay on spiritual growth. And can I tell you something? Spiritual growth for the believer is not a chore. It's not, it's not a labor, in quotes. It is, a, it is duty, but it is delightful. It is duty, but it is delightful. Jesus said, the man who has found the kingdom is like a merchant who found a goodly pearl. Sold all he had so that he might have that pearl. This eternal life we have, we have it with joy. We are in Christ with joy. So we sell everything. So it does not matter what we burn. 
but we will burn it because this life is what matters to us. Remember, there is a spirit at work in you that causes you to do these things. So spiritual growth is not a job. It is more or less like a longing for the, for, by the working of the spirit at work in the believer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let me, let me show you um, a couple more verses. Um, turn your Bible to Colossians 4. You see Paul saying this. I, I, you see Paul saying this in Colossians 4. Is it? Sorry, I think I mixed that up in my notes. Is not Colossians 4. So just give me a bit. It's Colossians, yes, Colossians 4. Look at verse 2. Paul told them to continue in prayer. Colossians 1, Colossians 4, rather. He says, continue in prayer. 1 Timothy 4, 16. We see Paul telling Timothy, he said, take it unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing so, you will what? Save yourself and them that hear you. Paul is telling Timothy that, you see, as it pertains to the word of God, stay in it. Continue in it. Continue in it. Tarry in it. Paul told them, continue in prayer. When it comes to the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit are going to deliver on a platform of consistency. You've not been reading your Bible. You've not been reading your Bible. Calm down. Start reading two chapters every day. You've not been you've not been praying. Calm down. Start praying 30 minutes. Start from that 30 minutes and be increasing it. And have a time of prayer. We're gonna talk more about all this. I'm just giving context to the teaching in this. You know, um, you see, you see, Paul said something. Paul was basically saying by um, um he was talking to Timothy. He said, in the latter times, many will not be able to uh, endure sound doctrine. 2 Timothy 4.3 He said, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their loss, he teaches unto themselves, having each year. It is, it is, it. You see Paul saying that. So, basically what Paul was saying is, men will not be able to stay with sound doctrine. When it comes to sound doctrine, when it comes to the things of the Spirit, can I tell you, you will need to endure it, because there are times sound doctrine can be boring. There are times devotion can be boring. But what is it? You will stay and endure it. My pastor says this. He says, um, the person who has not learned, the man who has not learned to pray, even when he does not feel like it. The man who does not pray, when he, the man who does not pray when he does not feel like it has not learned to pray. He has not learned to pray. You will stay on the things that matter. You will stay on spiritual growth. You will stay on it. And finally, I just want to round up with this. You see, I've seen a lot of people here. I've seen a lot of people say, um, you know, um, I don't see visions. I don't, I don't see angels. I don't see Jesus. And, and all those things. But can I tell you something? Listen. A lot of people neglect the fact that Bible study is supernatural. Prayer is supernatural it is a miracle that you can open your mouth and speak in the language of the spirit is a miracle that you can go through god's word and see him revealed from the pages of scripture 
Remember the words we read from scripture, they are not a letter. They are not a poem. They are inspired words by men. These are inspired words. Praise Jesus. These are words that are inspired by the Spirit. These are words that men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the words we read, and they are not, they are not beautifully constructed poems. When it comes to prayer, we pray in the Holy Ghost. It's not just a jumble of consonants and vowels. It is, it is, it is the language of God. It is speaking mysteries unto God. If you think about these things deep enough, you will understand that prayer and Bible study is supernatural in itself. So what we will do? We will give ourselves to these things. Why? Because they matter. Hallelujah. We will give ourselves to these things because they matter. A lot of people want to see angels and all those things, but they've not started doing the basic things, which is the study of God's word and staying in prayer. If you continue in these things, spiritual growth, will answer to you they will answer to you and i don't want you i don't want you to grow because you want to see angels I, <laughs> that's talk for another day but the truth is if you will a lot of people have lost value for prayer and the things of the spirit because they think that you know they are looking forward to one mightily supernatural experience that they think trumps the things of god that they think trumps the things of God. It is the word of God over experiences. As beautiful as experiences are, it is the word first. The word is supernatural. Prayer is supernatural. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. And all those other beautiful supernatural promptings, leadings, even visions, they will be open to you naturally. Hallelujah. Praise God. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.